Welcome to The Pragmatic Idealist. I'm your host, Mike Brand. This podcast is built on the belief that we don't have to accept the world as it is, and we can work to make it better. I'll be discussing news, political analysis, global issues, and hosting conversations with interesting people and experts in their fields. Thanks for listening. We've got a lot to talk about with regards to accountability, a bunch of big news items in the past week. First, Trump was found liable for sexually abusing E. Jean Carroll back in the 90s. A nine-person jury deliberated and made the decision that he was liable for sexual abuse, but not for rape. Now, this was a civil case, so there's no criminal punishment associated with the jury's decision. However, they did award E. Jean Carroll $5 million in damages, both for the sexual assault and for defamation. Trump may be regretting his decision not to participate in the trial. He chose not to testify. Instead, the jury was shown some pretty damning footage from his deposition, including footage of him saying that he wouldn't have raped Miss Carroll because she wasn't his type, only to later misidentify Miss Carroll in a photo saying it was one of his ex-wives. We have in front of you a black and white photograph that we've marked as DJT23. And I'm going to ask you, is this the photo that you were just referring to? I think so, yes. I don't even know who the woman. Let's see. I don't know who. It's Marla. You say Marla's in this photo? That's Marla, yeah. That's, that's my wife. Which one, woman are you pointing to? No. That's Here. Carol. Oh, is that? The oh, person okay. you just pointed to was oh, Eugene Carroll. Who is that? Who is this? And the person, the woman on the right is your then wife, I don't Ivana? know. This was the picture. Ivana. I assume that's John Johnson. Is that that's Carol? Because it's very blurry. Some other parts of the deposition were also pretty shocking. The now infamous Access Hollywood tape was played for Trump, and he was asked about his comments, during which, instead of doubling down into his locker room talk excuse, which he did, he went one step further to back up what he said by saying, it's true. Take a listen. Are you familiar, I'm sure you are, with something that's often referred to as the Access Hollywood tape? Yes, I am. Okay, let's, play, let's mark it and play it as what, 35. You know, and she used to be very, she's still very I moved on her, actually. You know, she was down on Palm Beach. I moved on her, and I failed. I'll admit it. Whoa. I did try and fuck her. She was married. <laughs> huge news there. No, Nancy. Yeah. No, this was marriages. And I moved on her very heavily. In fact, I took her out furniture shopping. She wanted to get some furniture. I said, I'll show you where they have some nice furniture. <laughs> I took her out furniture. I moved <laughs> a bitch. But I couldn't get there, and she was married. And all of a sudden, I see her. She's now got the big phony tits and everything. She's totally changed her look. She's your girl's hottest. In the purple. Whoa! Whoa! Yes! Whoa! <laughs> yes, the Donald has scored! Whoa! <laughs> oh, my man! Wait, wait, you gotta look at me when you get out of your life. That is very you give me the thumbs look up? at you. You are a f. You gotta put the thumbs up. You gotta okay. get the thumbs up. Can't be too happy. Can I else off first? Yeah, let me. It's very funny. You gotta give the thumbs up. Uh, you and I will walk that. Maybe it's a different one. Better not be the publicist. No, it's, it's her. It's yeah, that's her, with the gold. i got to use some Tic Tacs just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. Do anything. Uh, look at those legs. All I can see is the legs. No, it looks good. Come on, Shorty. 
Oh, nice legs, huh? Oof, get out of the way, honey. That's good legs. Go ahead. It's always good if you don't fall out of the bus. Like Ford, Gerald Ford, remember? <laughs> Down below. Pull the hell. Hello, how are you? Hi. Nice how nice are seeing you. you. Terrific. Nice to meet you. Terrific. You know Billy Bush? Hello, how are you? nice to see you. How are you doing, Ariane? I'm doing very well, thank you. Are you ready to be a soap star? We're ready. Let's go. Make right. me a soap star. How about a little hug for the Donnelly? Just get off the bus. Like okay, hug, absolutely. <laughs> Melania said this was okay. That's you in that video, correct? Yes. Yes. That's right. Please this let is me. very this is very old news, fully litigated during debates, during everything else. Fully litigated. Okay. And you know what I said then, and I say it now? Locker room talk. That was locker room talk. Okay. That's what goes on. And you say, and again, this has become very famous in this video, I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab them by the You can do anything. That's what you said, correct? Well, historically, that's true with stars. It's true with stars that, that they can grab women by the well, that's what it's. If you look over the last million years, I guess that's been largely true. Not always, but largely true. Unfortunately, or fortunately. And you consider yourself uh, to be a star. I think you can say that, yeah. But as we predicted, unfortunately, this will have virtually no impact on his candidacy. Just the day after the jury found Trump liable for sexual assault, CNN hosted a town hall for Trump, in which they gave him a free platform to further defame Eugene Carroll, spread more election lies, and lie about pretty much everything he spoke about. It was pretty shameful of CNN to host this town hall. What was worse, the audience seemed to eat up everything Trump was saying, as they could be heard laughing along to some of his grotesque comments. Now, I'm not going to go into everything Trump said, partially because I don't want to further platform him, and partially because I just don't have the energy. However, I did find this one issue to be particularly interesting, and it's very timely. During Trump's presidency, Republicans voted to raise the debt limit three different times. Now that there's a divided Congress and crazy Kevin McCarthy is Speaker of the House, Republicans want to play chicken with the U.S. government defaulting. Now, in case you're unaware, the debt ceiling or debt limit is the limit of money that the U.S. government can borrow to pay for its existing debts. It doesn't account for new spending. If the U.S. were to default and not pay its bills, it could cause financial havoc for the American economy, the global economy, and the trickle-down effects to ordinary Americans could be unprecedented. It would be a mess, to say the least. What's interesting is how different Trump spoke about the debt ceiling during the CNN town hall versus when he was president. Take a listen to how he spoke about the debt limit when he was president, and specifically how he speaks about Schumer and Pelosi. Hopefully we're in good shape in the debt ceiling. The debt, I can't imagine anybody ever even thinking of using the debt ceiling as a negotiating wedge. Uh, when I first came into office, I asked about the debt ceiling, and I understand debt ceilings, and I certainly understand a, uh, the, the highest rated credit ever in history and a debt ceiling. And I said, I remember to Senator Schumer and to Nancy Pelosi, would anybody ever use that to negotiate with? They said, absolutely not. That's a sacred element of our country. They can't use the debt ceiling to negotiate. He says he understands debt limits. He knows how important it is. He even gave credit to Pelosi and Schumer for not using it as a negotiating tool because everyone understood how important it is for the U.S. not to default. Well, here's what Trump had to say about the CNN town hall. 
What do you think about the United States' current debt situation, and how can we move forward? When we have a debt limit, and they use that very seriously to me, they came in, Schumer came in with Nancy Pelosi, and they were using, we'll violate it, we'll do whatever. They talked a whole lot different than they do right now. I say to the Republicans out there, congressmen, senators, if they don't give you massive cuts, you're going to have to do a default. You once said that using the, that using the debt ceiling as a negotiating wedge uh, just could not happen. You, you said that when sure. you were in the That's Oval Office. That's when I was president. To, so why is it different now that you're out of office? Because now I'm not president. <laughs> he not only lied about Schumer and Pelosi, but he also encouraged Republicans to let the U.S. default. Previously, Trump said he understood how bad it would be for the U.S. to default. And now he's openly encouraging the strategy. Just shameful. It just goes to show that Trump continues to lie about everything big and small, and you can't trust him to do anything that is in the best interest of the American people. Now, moving on to George Santos, a.k.a. Anthony DeValder, a.k.a. the man who invented time and space and cotton candy and everything else. This man is the most pathological liar I think anyone has ever heard of. He lied about graduating from college and business schools that he never even attended. He lied about accomplishments at jobs he never had. He lied about being Jewish, and perhaps worst of all, he lied about his mother dying on 9-11. It's incredible the number of things that this man has lied about, and yet no one seemed to figure out any of this until he won his election and was sworn in as a member of Congress. Just embarrassing. Anyway, the congressman from New York's 3rd Congressional District, where my family still lives, by the way, was finally charged by the Department of Justice on 13 counts of fraud and money laundering. Specifically, he was charged with counts of fraudulent political contributions solicitation scheme, unemployment insurance fraud scheme, and false statements to the House of Representatives. Amazingly, in the indictment, the DOJ alleges that Santos lied about his net worth and salary that he made from his DeVolder consulting firm, in which he claims to have made millions. It opens up so many questions, including where did he get the money from, how did he afford to lend his campaign so much money, and most recently, how did he afford to pay for his half a million dollar bond to get him released from jail? It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I hope the DOJ is able to make every single charge stick. He needs to be held accountable for his actions, and he needs to be made an example of. This kind of behavior cannot be tolerated. But in the short term, he will remain in Congress. Kevin McCarthy won't dare kick him out because he needs his vote, and Santos has said multiple times that he will not resign. I actually wonder what would happen if Santos is found guilty, sent to prison, and doesn't resign. If that happens while the Republicans are still in power in the House, I could honestly see them still choosing not to kick him out because, well, they're spineless. And finally, on this accountability roundup, we have the news that members of the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers, far-right extremist groups that were found guilty of seditious conspiracy for their role in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Enrique Terrio, Ethan Nordham, Joseph Biggs, and Zachary Rell were all Proud Boy members that were found guilty of seditious conspiracy. They were also found guilty on other lesser charges in connection with the January 6th insurrection. This is also after Stuart Rhodes, the founder of the Oath Keepers, another far-right ex- uh, extremist group, was also found guilty of seditious conspiracy. Now, seditious conspiracy is defined as when two or more people within the jurisdiction of the United States conspire to overthrow, put down, or destroy by force the government of the United States or levy war against them or oppose by force the authority thereof or by force to prevent, hinder, or delay the execution of any law of the United States or by force to seize, take, possess, or uh, to seize, take, or possess any property of the United States contrary to the authority thereof. 
It's pretty amazing to see that so many people have been charged and are still going to be charged in connection with the January 6th insurrection, yet somehow those closest to Trump remain unscathed. And Trump himself is running for president again. And then networks like CNN are treating him like any other candidate, giving him a giant platform for free. I think former D.C. police officer Mike Fanone said it best in his op-ed in Rolling Stone. CNN is hosting a town hall for a guy who tried to get me killed. Quoting directly from his op-ed. It's not just that Trump's lies and political rhetoric sparked an uprising at our nation's capital. Trump, a U.S. president, lied in an effort to defraud the American people and overturn a free and fair election in an attempt to remain in power. In doing so, he betrayed every aspect of his oath to, of his oath to represent us as Americans. We no longer need to imagine what Trump is capable of. He has shown us that he is an authoritarian who will use any means at his disposal, including violence, to remain in power. Putting him on stage, having him answer questions like a normal candidate who didn't get people killed in the process of trying to end the democracy he's attempting to once again run, normalizes what Trump did. It sends a message that attempting a coup is just part of the process, that accepting election results is a choice, and that there are no consequences in the media or in politics or in anywhere else for rejecting them. Really strong and quite poignant words from Mike Fanone. I hope that with some of these accountability measures, we can begin to move forward. But so long as Trump and others continue to call the January 6th insurrection as patriots, so long as Trump's actions are defended and embraced by Republicans, and so long as Republicans are unwilling to hold their own accountable, even when they've lied about literally everything, as in the case of George Santos, or are so insanely racist and hateful, in the case of Marjorie Taylor Greene, nothing will improve.